Welcome to the Career Hacks podcast. My name is Ryan Webb and I work as a career service advisor within UQ, Faculty of Business Economics and Law and the Careers Employability Team. We find opportunities for students to gain experience in the workplace, connect you with industry through networking and events, boost your confidence through practical workshops and develop your career plan. In this podcast series, we speak with a range of outstanding professionals working in different industry fields and current students wanting to share their opinion with you. We gain valuable insights into their careers and discuss employability topics that are relevant in today's fast-paced and agile world of work. The Career Hacks podcast, giving you the opportunity to listen to their stories. So welcome team, this is a very unique outing away from the office. We don't usually get out too much, especially like this. Um, for, this is the first time some of us have actually been in the room for the podcast. So welcome to everyone today. Uh, thank you for attending uh, and we're going to introduce the whole team. Uh, at some stage through the podcast season, Bell Careers team members will be providing their interview skills and introducing some fantastic speakers across industry and the student environment. We thought it was important that everyone knows who we all are, backgrounds, and some career hacks that we all wish our careers team shared in the past when we were at uni. So I'm now going to introduce each of our team and get them to discuss a bit about themselves and provide their favorite career hack. Firstly, I'd like to introduce Maddie Butler. Now, Maddie, your role is a little different to the others. Can you discuss a bit about what you do and your favorite career hack? Hi everyone. Yes, I'm Maddie and in the careers team, I coordinate our marketing and communications for all our programs and events and also assist with the events we run throughout the semester, such as careers day, networking events and workshops, all those sorts of things. And my number one career hack that I wish I told myself earlier at uni would have been to get involved in clubs and societies. It's a great way to meet new people, make friends, also develop those employability skills such as teamwork, collaboration, all those things that employers love to hear um, and also expand your network. So that's my careers hack. Thanks, Ryan. Perfect, Maddie. And I can tell you, for everyone that's listening, that Maddie is a crucial cog in our in our team, we can't do anything without your support. And hopefully you come in, do an interview with um, someone that you're really keen to talk about. So thanks, Maddie. Appreciate that. Uh, Ken, Ken, I'd like to introduce you to Ken Lai. Ken and our team is going to give you a bit of insight into what he does. Um, Ken, would you like to talk a bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. My name's Ken. I'm a careers advisor with the team. Um, just a bit of background. I started off life as UQ alumni. I'm ex-UQ Commerce Law. Um, I also started working in, at PwC. So um, I'm an ex-corporate tax guy as well as working for PwC Brisbane um, Human Resources. After that, um, about seven years, um, I ended up working as a recruiter in accounting and finance, um, helping accountants and analysts to get jobs all around town. And I've been a career advisor now for going on about eight years now. So a lot of people ask me, hey, Ken, why? Why, why have you been in the role for such a long time? And I guess I got to say I'm a guy who's genuinely passionate about our students getting both results and choice. Um, my number one career hack for um, my students and our students is basically um, 
when you're doing your career research, firstly, I definitely want you guys to um, have coffees with human beings who do the roles that you're interested in. Um, my rationale for this is um, nowadays we tend to do all of our research on the internet. We do it on Seek. We do it on Google searches. But the thing you always got to remember is that um, what happens, okay? What happens if um, I write an article called Things I Hate About My Job, okay? Generally, uh, most people would understand bad things happen to me. It's not a good career move, okay? So what you need to really think about is what does this mean about all of the integrity of everything you've just researched on the internet? And the short answer is you're only going to find good things, okay? But everyone who's ever worked understands that a career and a job is always a mix of good and bad stuff. So um, really having those one-on-one coffees with people who do the job um, really gives you the opportunity to get the inside scoop about um, both the good and the bad. And to be honest, if you don't do it, then what you're going to end up with is surprises, okay? And surprises in the career space is generally not a good thing, okay? You always want to be informed about all of the good and bad before you make effective decisions. Thanks for that. Thanks, Ken. That's uh, some really good insights. I appreciate that as well. Uh, also, Ken looks after at this stage at the, uh, the SWEAT program and the mentoring program. So if you're interested in those sort of areas where you don't even know what they are, they're definitely worth going and having a look on our website. Next, we have uh, Sarah Henderson. Sarah, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your favorite career hack? Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm one of the career services advisors within uh, the Bell Careers Employability team. In particular, I look after first year engagement and career development learning. So when we talk about first year engagement, I guess I'm really passionate about helping our early year students get started on their career journey as early as possible. Now, what does that mean? That doesn't mean that you need to have everything figured out straight away, which brings me to my, my top career hack, which is be curious. You know, a lot of people come to university and expect their ideal career to come down from the sky, shining in a bright light and just be clear and obvious. And um, for majority of us, that is just not how it happens. It's a process um, that we all go through to identify the things that interest us. And the better we can get at being curious and identifying those little things that spark interest within ourselves and continue to follow those little sparks, that's how we can then build and create a passion through experience by mastering our skills and, and growing it over time, opposed to waiting for that passion to come to us um, in some sort of ethereal light. Perfect. Thanks, Sarah, so much for that. I couldn't agree more. I think once you're passionate about something, whether it's sport or anything, you you find it easier to talk about those sort of topics. So I couldn't agree more in terms of your career hack. Thanks very much for that. Uh, next, we have Katie Dunlop. Katie's just recently joined our team. We're really excited to have her. She comes from some, has some fantastic background. And Katie, would you be able to share a bit about that and also your favourite career hack today? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ryan. Hi, everyone. My name's Katie. And as Ryan's just said, I've recently joined the team. I have a background in human resources and recruitment, having come from industry, working in legal, energy infrastructure and architecture. Uh, so I have a background in recruiting graduates and also managing them through a graduate program. So uh, coming into the University of Queensland has been a really great change for me and being able to support our students and engage with industry to provide them with our students with opportunities to um, 
advance their employability. So my number one career hack would be to invest in yourselves. Um, no one's going to come up to you with a job on a silver platter. So I think if you start to invest in yourselves early, whether it's going along to a networking event, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, enrolling in a course, signing up to mentoring, starting to invest in yourself um, is a great way uh, to start to build your confidence um, and also to give you a bit of direction as well. So investing in, in yourself early would be one of my career hacks and something that you can continue to do uh, as you work through your career. I love that. I really love that. I think that's a great piece of advice in particular. We have so many students coming in trying to leave it to the last minute because obviously there's pressures underneath uh, university in particular. So great idea to start early in particular. Thanks very much for that, Katie. Now, Lawrence, Lawrence Casey, you've just recently started with the team as well, but you aren't new to the education or the university environment yourself. So Lawrence, can you tell us a bit about yourself uh, and your career hack? Yeah, sure. I have had a fairly sizable background in education and also youth engagement with education and sort of tertiary options. So I originally started off in the not-for-profit sector working with disadvantaged young people and connecting them with either employment options or um, further education opportunities for them because I'm acutely aware of what happens to our own uh, self-worth and our lives when we're disconnected from one or the other. Also, my role here is in the transition from the Central Careers team. I'm now working with the Business Economics and Law faculty as, as a career advisor, and I have inherited the international portfolio. So a lot of my work will be centering around what we're doing for international students and helping to generate opportunities for them both here onshore and then also those that are studying abroad offshore as well. Um, my career hack would be focusing on your communication. And it's something that doesn't necessarily come naturally to most of us. And I think we only get confident communicators through challenging ourselves and taking up opportunities as they come along. And I think generally speaking, our communication styles, uh, quite often people make the assumption of our competence and confidence in doing a job through the way that we communicate. So forcing yourself into opportunities where you are having to either sell yourself, reflect on your skills and be able to articulate your value and worth is something that's incredibly important going forward at university, but also in our careers as well. So making sure that we're focusing on undertaking opportunities, but also reflecting on how that's developed us and then communicating that verbally, not just on paper. Fantastic, Lawrence. I really appreciate that. And it's uh, four weeks down and going strong. So congratulations. I look forward to many more years of, of success in the career space. And finally, but uh, more importantly, our fearless leader and manager, Sebastian uh, Hagerbaum, can you tell us a bit about your background and a career hack that you can lead? Sure. Thank you, Ryan. Um, I'm not sure that this is or that my role is most uh, important. Um, I have the pleasure of uh, leading this team as, as their manager, as your manager. Um, as uh, you will have heard from everyone's contribution, it's a very skilled and experienced team. Uh, everybody brings a lot of um, yeah, experience and skills to, to the task. And I've really enjoyed hearing the, the separate, the different um, career hacks. Um, my background is similar to Lawrence's in the community sector. I've worked with a lot of um, disadvantaged uh, cohorts, people, families, but not so much focused on youth, more focused on the migrant and refugee 
um, cohorts uh, and have developed and led and de delivered a lot of community-based training and employment programs. So more in the vocational space, helping you know newcomers to this country find their feet and and restarting their their new lives. Um, only recently then came over into the higher education sector. Have been in my role for maybe five five and a half months and have uh, really have learned a lot and have thoroughly enjoyed the journey so far. Um, my career hack is probably focused a little bit more on later on in the career journey. Um, so as you as you you know commence your your journey, you will seek to advance yourself and likely want to change um, jobs as opportunities arise. And I would like to um, recommend that um, you avoid burning bridges to the people that you work with, um, both your colleagues and uh, your external stakeholders and partners and definitely also the people you, who line manage you because those are the ones that will then have to give uh, a, a statement on your performance and your character and, and how well you worked in a particular uh, environment and culture. Um, I myself have... Um, have been in the country 14 years, have maybe worked for four or five different organizations and certainly have a couple of colleagues who have burned bridges and then have you know asked me to be their referee, although I have never been their line manager. And that is always slightly more awkward um, to the uh, hiring manager or the recruiter when, when I uh, then speak on, on their behalf rather than their direct line manager. So don't burn your bridges. Um, manage conflicts or dissatisfaction in a constructive way uh, that doesn't leave you out of pocket at the end. Fantastic. Couldn't agree more. No worries. Thank you, Ryan. And uh, so I'd also like to turn this around on you a little bit. Ryan obviously is also a uh, career services advisor in our team. And so, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and provide your favorite career hack? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> oh, no, Thanks I have a that. deep interest in you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm in my third career uh, and wanted to make that point in particular because apparently these days you're looking at up to 17 careers once you graduate. So something to think about in the future. Um, my background is tourism and also recruitment as well. I've had some experience in understanding what the expectations of industry is. And I think along with that, being the industry engagement person in the careers team is gives me a real understanding and an insight of what the expectations are, uh, as I said. Um, I think one of the most important things that students need to do is all the career hacks that we talked about today. I wouldn't disagree with any of them that we've talked about, but in particular, my one is becoming a LinkedIn all-star. If you don't know what a LinkedIn all-star is, Google it. It's the easiest way to start your brand because you don't want to be the best kept secret that no one knows much about you. 87% um, is the magic number that people talk about in terms of you being looked up on LinkedIn. So if you are not there or present and being active on that site, then your brand is limited and you're limiting yourself in terms of your opportunities. Well, um, I'm going to throw it out to the floor because that was all the prepared questions. <laughs> Um, I thought we'd just open it up, just have a bit of a casual chat just to finish this off in particular because it's nice to, to get some um, in, other insights that you weren't prepared for. Um, does anyone want to start in particular talking about something that they're passionate about outside of careers? I'll, I'll start if you like because I've got some faces that are looking at me going, oh, what are you doing, Ryan? <laughs> um, I am very passionate about bees. So I, everyone in the team knows that I've got a beehive at home. It's a native stingless bees because I've got two kids so that I don't want them to get stung. But their intent, I, I have them in there because 
uh, they help fruit um, help to pollinate all the fruit trees in my garden. And actually what I've found is over the last three years, the fruit population in my garden is fourfold. And so I'm really excited about doing little things like that, probably because of my age at 45, I'm starting to do smaller things rather than play footy. So that's something that a little bit about me in the background. Um, does anyone else want to share something that is a bit about themselves? Sebastian? Yeah, thanks, Ryan. I'm happy to. I actually did not know that you had a beehive, so but that that sounds really great and interesting. Um, so being in a similar age group, <coughs> probably slightly more advanced, um, <laughs> I uh, do enjoy outside of my outside of my work life. I have a busy private life. We've got four kids in the house, so that takes up a lot of time. But um, we like the simple pleasures of getting out into nature. Um, we recently went onto with my wife onto an overnight hike, uh, which we hadn't done in a lot of years, and that's really something that I uh, enjoy. Uh, it gets you out and about. There's a lot of lovely scenery to explore um, in and around Brisbane, and it certainly simplifies life for 48, 72 hours if you can have to live on what you have in your backpack and what you can cook on your little stove. Um, and so I really, really enjoy that and try to keep that part of my life as best as I can. Um, my 16-year-old was finishing year 10 this year. Just said earlier this week that um, he and a few of his friends would like to go camping by themselves. So I thought, oh, that's something good that I have instilled in him then. I'm happy to help coordinate. Yeah, that needs a little bit of planning and supervision support, I think. Uh, but that's a good sign that he has his own interest in similar type of stuff as well. Does, does that mean you have to drive him around? No, I'll have to drive him um, <laughs> and I'll make sure that we have some kind of a planning process that they don't all rock up with two sleeping bags to few and nothing to eat and uh, Johnny not having a tent. Because so, they're boys. <laughs> they're all boys, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, Sebastian. Lawrence, would you like to have a go? I feel like I need to jump in now because I'm going to steal both of your both of your um, previous passions outside. So I am a beekeeper or was a beekeeper up until about two months ago. And I had what's called a top bar beehive, which is an alternative way of keeping honeybees that produces up to 70 kilos a year of honey. Uh, and I was actually selling it to cake shops and those sorts of things. So they could say that they had locally uh, generated honey as well. Uh, also, I'm an avid camper and uh, my bank account and my wife sometimes don't appreciate my passion for camping. And uh, I, I try and get out at least a couple of times uh, a year uh, and uh, always looking for new ways of getting out in nature and also not necessarily taking photos that are perfectly posed, but actually enjoying being out and not being connected to any types of technology. I love it. Can I ask um, first before you go on the two campers? Do you have? Because I've given up camping. I did it for four months overseas and and can't do it. Can't stand a can't stand the tents. But do you guys have um, setups ready to go? So if you need if you wanted to go camping, are you that well drilled, or is it camping? You got to prep um, prep for two days sort of scenarios. So the first option. Yeah. It'll take half an hour to throw everything in a backpack <laughs> and then go up. Although, and by camping, the stuff, like with the kids, you do different types of camping. But I think the camping we're talking about now is putting it into a backpack, hiking in just by yourself with what, or, or with friends or what family, but, mm -hmm. but just walk in overnight hiking camping. Yeah, not the big campground camping with a big camper, oh, camper van, gotcha. uh, camper trailer. Yeah. Old school. Old school. 
No, I'm, I'm, we're pretty well drilled now, even though yep. we've got a, a 19 month old son, uh, our whole camping kit fits into two boxes. So I'm able to throw that in the back of the car and then a few things on the roof and be out and ready in about 45 minutes. Brilliant. That is very well organized. I'm impressed both. We have a fire alarm at the house and sometimes we do drills in the middle of the night, you know, somebody presses it and bang. The camping drill begins. <laughs> yeah, camping drill. This is not a drill. <laughs> the light going off. Yes. I can see it. Oh, that's great. Would anyone else like to share something that no one else would know? Or I can. Yeah, I play hockey. So, um, I mean, I must admit, I didn't appreciate the love of bees in our team. So that's a really great, quirky, fun fact to know. Um, but I play hockey, so I play for, uh, Kedron Wavell Services Club and have done since, uh, was probably about five or six years old. So I'm not going to give away my age by telling you how long that is, but, um, I really love it. It's a fantastic team sport. Um, I usually try to keep pretty active, but, um, we just missed out on the grand final this year, unfortunately, but there's always next year. Um, hockey is one of my major uh, sort of stress relievers and I think it's really important to have a hobby or something that you enjoy doing that's not work-related or university-related because, um, you know, you need to have some of those interests that are fun and I have some great friends from hockey as well. So probably not an unusual fact about me because most of my team know that I do play hockey, but, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's great. Actually, we don't quite know everything about the hockey side. What position do you play? Centre back. Oh, the most important position on the field. Interesting, a defender. Interesting. Good to know. <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh well, Ryan. <clears throat> sorry, Ken here. Um, I guess in addition to my deep love of beekeeping, camping, <laughs> and my regular <laughs> hockey playing schedule. Um, Probably um, one of the things that the our audience might know is that I guess I'm arts and crafts guy in the sense that um, I run an Instagram food blog, which is very exciting. Um, one of the probably the most appropriate topic for me to run an Instagram blog on because we love eating and going out. Um, so lots of different places around Brisbane. And, and that was actually um, a challenge um, for, for me um, maybe about five years ago or so when um, one of my industry partners um, was running an Instagram food blog and then I realised I, I didn't do a lot on, um, on Instagram being um, part of that Facebook generation. So I thought, well, look, my, my students are all on Instagram, so um, started to build that, which is not too bad. And um, I think it's little. Um, it's got about a thousand followers, so but it's just hanging in there. And I guess the other thing I like to do is I draw um, and, uh, you know, use different mediums and things like that. So I, I deeply enjoy subjecting my family and friends to my 70% likeness portraits of them, um, which is um, <laughs> apparently a, a great way like to just see different people's reactions to a 70% likeness is a beautiful thing where they kind of go, oh, that's me, but oh, you know, so... Um, it's a great way to initiate awkward conversations. So that's me. That's impressive. I want to see a 70% likeness of me done before, before the end of the year. That would be great. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. I didn't actually know that bit, the drawing part. That's fantastic to know. Cool. Sarah? Um, hi, this is Sarah. I guess for me, um, one 
hobby that I have outside of outside of work is I am involved in improv um, comedy, which is a, sort of a collaborative style of comedy where you do no planning at all. Uh, what I love about it is expectations are super low. People expect it to be terrible, so you're always uh, always always winning. Um, it's something that I got involved with um, at a point of my career where I found that I was giving up a lot, well, not giving up, but um, spending a lot of my time at work. And um, that was about it. And so I felt that it was really important for me to look at my life more holistically and try and integrate a bit more balance. And what I was really missing was a sense of play in my life and doing something for no other reason than it was fun. Um, and so I was like, what's the lowest effort version of that that I can do? <laughs> um, I considered my hobbies that I had as a, a kid and I used to love drama, um, did that throughout high school um, and then went improv. I don't have to learn any scripts. I don't have to <laughs> wear costumes or prepare. Perfect. And it's just one of those things that I can show up for, be in the moment and actually as a side effect, it's had a lot of uh, amazing benefits professionally as well um, because it does help in terms of creativity, innovation, um, being really resilient and just rolling with things no matter what. Um, so that's that's my, my, I guess, one of my hobbies and a part way that I do maintain that balance when thinking about my life more holistically. Which I, I really absolutely important. love knowing that. That's brilliant. I'm, I'm not going to let you get off the hook there. I need to ask you a couple of questions. <laughs> um, what was it like doing it for the first time? Oh, terrifying. Yep. Um, I'm someone who hold myself to a fairly high uh, standard a lot of the time. And so kind of getting more confident with things being terrible was uh, definitely a big learning process, um, but one that um, has really benefited me a lot um, because you can just... Um, it allows you to, to relax a lot more and, and yeah, get out of your head in that way. That's brilliant. We're going to have to chat. I've done a stand up comedy course myself, so we're definitely going to have to chat about this. Did anyone else want to share anything before we log off? Well, thanks every much. Uh, thanks very much team. I really appreciate your time today. Um, hopefully in the future, you'll get to hear all these voices uh, on our career Hacks podcast um, with some fantastic guests along over the next 12 months. Um, I'd just like to say thank you very much for your time and hopefully speak to you soon. That's it for this episode of Career Hacks, brought to you by UQ Faculty of Business, Economics and Law in the Careers and Employability team. Join us next time for further insights into the lives of industry professionals and the students like yourselves. Thank you for listening, legends.